We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Monday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. A lot of college football news. Ole Miss headed to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl. It will play the Penn State Nittany Lions SEC Big Ten game. Maybe the only third time in program history almost has played a Big Ten team, something like that. So we'll uh, touch on that a lot today. We'll look at the college football playoff rankings, where everybody's headed, where SEC teams are ranking, uh, are headed, going through a lot of bowl stuff, and then uh, get to some basketball. But um, with football going on, basketball probably will get moved a little to tomorrow as well. But we'll talk about the big weekend in Oxford, the big Saturday, as I knocked off the Memphis Tigers, 80-77 to at the Pavilion, moving to 7-0 on the, 7-0 on the season. They've got uh, the Mount, Mount, Mount St. Mary's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock from the Pavilion before their uh, second true road game of the year. That is in Orlando against the now Big 12 UCF uh, Sunday afternoon. So uh, all that and more coming up on the show. All podcasts on PW Digital brought to you by Twisted T, the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford, Beer Cave, look, got a lot of bowls going on. There's like 127 bowls. You'll need some alcohol to get through all those things. Let them take care of you. The Beer Cave, you get the lunch specials, 569, two sides of bread, any size, fountain, drink, and more. It's a clean convenience store. Get some gas, head in, fill up, get your snacks, get your uh, 49 cent fountain drink fill up, the, the big sip, as they call it. You get that there also at the Oxford Exxon. And again, come to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within uh, 15 minutes of business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. And the rest is completely up to you. You can shop uh, You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. I'd recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred guests will join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, twenty six zero eight South Lamar Boulevard, Suite one hundred two, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. Uh, to book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 
7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Just barring real-time announcements, uh, not spending a ton of time on this today, but uh, the transfer portal already going nutty with quarterbacks this morning. Uh, Kyle McCord, the quarterback at Ohio State, jumped in, and then one that's probably a lot more relevant to the SEC, Dylan Gabriel, just jumping into the portal at Oklahoma oh. uh, seconds ago. So, um, oh. The Jackson oh. Arnold show has started in Norman, but um, we're both aware of what that could potentially mean with uh, Dylan Gabriel here. Uh, it could mean the Dylan Gabriel era at Mississippi State that is set could. to begin. It could, yes, that is uh, that is accurate. So again, I everybody who's at all connected says that today is going to be the weirdest day in portal history. Uh, we'll see. It's already it's only eight fourteen, and you're seeing starting quarterbacks at top ten programs jump in. You're seeing a lot of stuff move. So. Just uh, heads up there. They were telling wide receivers, um, they being Mississippi State, that a quarterback was on his way. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that is Dylan Gabriel at all. But there you go. He and Jeff are very tight. Oh, I mean, I think that's. Now it's going to take a it's going to take a budget hit. It's going to be a lot of your thing, but you look you got to have a quarterback to win. So I mean, you, oh, yeah. you, you'll get the quarterback. It's worth it. What if you have the money and uh, you have to have a quarterback to run that offense? Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. So because look, that's what happened. I mean, State has put a huge push on uh, a lot of wide receivers. They have made them priorities. They've probably overspent a little bit to make some splash, tried to make some things happen. Um, you've seen that even the way that Ole Miss's uh, room has matriculated from a recruiting standpoint. Here in the uh, last few days, uh, so it's uh, yeah, just kind of part of it. We'll see where it goes, but heads up there now as um, yeah, Gabriel in the uh, in the portal. Bruce Feldman with a um, tweet, basically saying, "Does he follow Levy to MSU immediately?" So uh, they th- he says Oregon, USC, and Ohio State will jump in the chase and run the price up, though drawing big money for uh, Dylan Gabriel again. That coming from. Uh, Bruce Feldman here moments ago. So anyway, we'll get into portal stuff as we uh, as as we go or again if things hit here um, on the morning. But Ole Miss uh, does sneak into the New Year's Six. They're headed to the Peach Bowl. That's December thirtieth. That's twelve o'clock Eastern time, eleven a.m. Central for that game. They finished number eleven in the college football playoff rankings. It was the place they had to get to. They had to hold off Oklahoma. Speaking of uh, Dylan Gabriel and his Sooners. Because that number 12 spot was going to go to a group of five team no matter what. SMU knocked off Tulane, knocking the wave out in the AAC championship game. But alas, Liberty took that spot. The 13-0 Flames will uh, head to the Fiesta Bowl. They make a New Year's Six. They have the 133rd uh, strength of schedule in the country, which is dead last, by the way. Um, Completely dead last. Who's this? Uh, Liberty. Oh. Yeah. SMU loses to a Big 12 team and gets passed by Liberty with the 133rd strength of schedule. I'm not losing my mind over it, but really odd there. So anyway, Ole Miss number 11, number 10, Penn State is the opponent. Uh, several uh, familiar faces on that from a coaching staff standpoint. Manny Diaz, former guy on our hot boards and whatnot. He's mm-hmm. D.C. with the Nittany Lions. You got, obviously, James Franklin there. Really good defense, one of the top statistical defenses in the country. Maybe the top statistical defense in the country. Um, if I'm on at least a couple things. The, the Peach Bowl guy kept saying that yesterday, so I'll take his word for it, whatever he was uh, backing up from a stat standpoint. But... Ole Miss, uh, again, does get in there with uh, the Peach Bowl. The Citrus Bowl jumped, uh, did not take LSU. They took Tennessee. LSU didn't want to go to the Citrus. Citrus didn't want LSU. They went Tennessee. So uh, that all came down there and all a product of Alabama sneaking into that number four spot 
and the college football playoff rankings, giving everyone their think pieces and their pitchforks here as uh, it ends up Michigan number one, Washington number two, Texas number three, and then Alabama number four, leaving out 13-0 Florida State, the first time a Power 5 undefeated champion has been left out in the college football playoff era. So we'll knock all that stuff down, but there's the quick Cliff Notes version of uh, of this. Neil, you've watched a ton of Big Ten football. Mm-hmm. What's the um, very quick scouting report on the Nittany Lions? Uh, really good up front on both sides of the ball, especially defense. Uh, their defensive line is legit. They can get to the pass rusher. Uh, they're pretty quick defensively. They they look defensively more like a more like an SEC team. Uh, offensively, they're, they're 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 pretty sluggish. I'm not crazy about Drew Lr or Aller, however you say his name. He's fine. Uh, they'll run the ball pretty well. They're pretty conservative offensively. I don't, they they'll take some deep shots, but they're not they're not as good on the offensive side as they are the defensive side. They're they're legitimately good on the defensive side of the football. I mean they they. Ole Miss will have to play really well on the edges up front to to be able to do some of the things that Ole Miss likes to do. Are they are they opt like what's the opt out situation for Penn State potentially or some of those guys seniors draft guys who would be jumping? I mean, Franklin, Franklin didn't really answer the question yesterday in that way. Lane said he did not expect anything because frankly they didn't have any number one picks. Yeah, I don't I don't know their roster well enough to dive into that. Franklin was very clearly had spent the early part of the day working on recruiting and other things. He had, I mean, he just jumped in front of a zoom and, and, and did the, sh- did the, the, he admitted he had not seen a thing, honestly. He, yeah. He, I don't, I don't think he was particularly locked. I don't think he even had the initial report that Lane said he had in front of him or Lane was basically like, Hey, they handed me some, some stuff, but I haven't really gone through it to this point. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, Typically, you're going to – if you're a first-round guy, you think about opting out. But that's not that's not particularly – the NFL doesn't like that a lot. Like, you know, if you're Marvin Harrison Jr., do you play in a bowl game? I don't know. But if you're a second-round guy, they, they – they, Go play. You play, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's the case. Uh, we debated all week whether – the year six mattered, whether the more winnable game against Iowa mattered. It's kind of in the middle. Um, Penn State, obviously not as good as some of the other opponents that you could run into inside the uh, New Year six, but they are better and much more talented overall than Iowa. Who they beat number 31 to nothing during the regular season. Penn State living off a, uh, a record of 10-2, and two, uh, very similar to Ole Miss. They lost their two biggest games. They lost to Michigan. They lost to Ohio State. They beat everybody else and beat everybody else in pretty resounding fashion. You look through and they sort of scuffle with Indiana, but outside of that, uh, Penn State had a lot of blowouts on the schedule. I think it's their um, it's out somewhere maybe their fifth near six in like eight years or something like that. I want to say they they had some run going like that, um, and maybe that's all of them because I saw earlier that um, near six bowl appearances during the playoff era. This is obviously Ole Miss's fourth. That is a tie for seventh nationally um, in most near six bowl appearances. So basically, finishing in the top eleven in the uh, in the country in the regular so through, through the conference championship games, Ohio State leads it with ten, Alabama nine, Clemson seven, Georgia seven, Oklahoma six, Michigan five, Penn State five, and then at four it is Florida State, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, and Washington in that uh, in that pile. From an SEC standpoint, Ole Miss third ahead of uh, everybody but Alabama and Georgia. Yep. 
Florida has three, LSU has two, Auburn has two, Mississippi State has one, and Mizzou, A&M, and Tennessee have one as well. So that is your uh, that's your number. Been writing this for weeks now. They've emerged as the number three program in the in the conference. I mean, you can argue LSU if you'd like. The numbers don't stand up to that. Ole Miss is twenty eight and ten in the last three years, and this is two access bowls. And the one year that they didn't make an access bowl, they were eight and one in November. He's done a remarkably good job by any metric. There's only two programs in the league that are ahead of them, and those are two of the top programs in the country. That's that's it. Everybody else is they're, they're that's where they are. The whole W A O M thing and all that stuff—it's so stupid. It's, it's it's idiotic. You're twenty-eight and ten in the last three years. There's only two programs in the league that are better than that. Now they're they're way better than that. Yeah, yeah sure. But they're but they're better than that. Yeah, sure. And frankly, there's a fall to third. I mean, to fourth, to fifth. I mean, it, there's twenty-eight. What's fourth? Tennessee or LSU? Uh, I, I think it's I think it's Tennessee. Maybe okay. it's LSU. I don't remember. They're like they're all in the like mid twenties. And then there's a fall down to that. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of schools that have eight, nine fewer wins than Ole Miss does over the last three years. Do the math on that. That's three wins a year. Mm-hmm. Significant. Uh, getting asked on the stream, yes, Chris Lowe was reporting Matt Luke has taken the offensive line coach job at uh, Clemson under Dabo Swinney. So uh, Matt headed there. That's what he wanted. Happy for him. Like Matt a lot. So uh, congratulations to him in that uh, in that move. If he's ready to get back into it and – you know, it's look, they're all wired a certain way. Uh, got a little time off, got a time to refresh. Really enjoyed it per everybody that I have, uh, that I've talked to about it. I know he turned down at least one smaller job as a head coach, but uh, going there to uh, to Clemson, where Swinney's trying to right the ship a bit, even though they uh still very good, but just falling off that insanely elite level that they've been out a few years. And look, it's the, really, that's the news of yesterday above all else. I mean, we can break down a lot of things, um, but the two quick ones are, and, they're, and, they, and they match up together, is that Ole Miss, I think, got rewarded over Oklahoma because of strength of schedule. Ole Miss had the number six strength of schedule in the country. They appeared to really focus on that in a couple different ways from a strength of scheduling standpoint. And then two, it was a sign to everyone that basically if you are not in the Big Ten or the SEC – you're screwed. That is yes. the answer to yes. what that meant from a playoff committee standpoint. I get we would not even be having the conversation if Jordan Travis was not hurt. We also would not be having the conversation if that was Georgia or Alabama or, or, or Ohio State or Michigan or probably even Ole Miss uh, at the same time either. Um, SEC schools, Big Ten schools. I think that yesterday was the absolute end of the ACC. Because you can't even say that your conference champion undefeated gets any benefit of the doubt whatsoever because of the 13 people in that room yesterday. Um, Agreed. I'm not sure. Like Again, we can debate whether they made the correct decision. Um, as I have been on for weeks, I hate the way the wording is. They left themselves tons of loosely worded things to do whatever they wanted to do and find a reason to do it. But it is completely... It, it, it contradicts itself in so many different places when you actually read what it is they are supposed to be putting together because it says, factor in injuries, okay? The next sentence is, do not worry about margin of victory. Well, if I'm factoring in injuries and then I'm not worried about, I can get it, it's fine. If I'm not worried about margin of victories, then that completely goes against one another because yeah. they went 13-0. and 0. 
Yep. They deserve to make it. Now, yep. are they one of the best four teams? No, they're not. No. They're not. It's not close, frankly. But he, here's where that's all screwed up, Neil, is that if you're literally just going by the best four teams, then you watch this championship game and went, just Georgia's still one of the best four teams. Of course. Put the Bulldogs in. Of course. There's no way Washington, no, you're just not as good, so I don't care what you do. That's where it is so dumb in so many different ways, so, is so, that it has created this just stupidity as we move forward. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with the stupidity, but I think there's a bigger word. Yeah. I think the word was, and I don't know, the word, this is a lot of words, right? We're going to do whatever the hell we want to do. That is the answer. And we're going to find uh, one stat that makes that make sense, and we're going to ignore everything else. Yeah, and, and we're going to we're gonna do what we want to do. That's what they did. Alabama won the game, and when Alabama won the game over Georgia, Alabama got in. And had there been, a, had, hey, frankly, had, had Oregon beaten Washington, they might have just put Georgia in anyway. I don't know. Who knows? We'll, we'll never yeah. know. But they weren't putting Florida State in. And if you're Florida State and you feel wronged, you should. Oh, there's, I felt terrible for the players in Mike Norvell. You should feel wrong. Yeah, I felt terrible for those it's guys. Because the, the explanation of Jordan Travis getting hurt is total bullshit. Pardon my language. It's, it, it's a total joke. It's a total joke. They beat LSU. You can't, on some people go, well, they have Well, but you can because they put it in there. Don't right. even put it in there. That's but, the point. Is why the, are we even saying factor in injury? But, but let's be serious for a minute. What happened? It's, it's, this, is a, this is an ESPN production. Sure. ESPN and ABC are in a deal with, with the SEC. Sure. They were not going to say, hey, no SEC. <laughs> they were going to do it. They weren't going to do it. This was about money. Our well, biggest viewing region is going to get into this thing. Just heads up. Why is Ole Miss in? Because they're in the SEC. All you people that do the Greg Sankey thing, you're wrong. You're wrong. Oklahoma didn't get in. Oklahoma's like, thank God we're in the league next year. And you should be thanking God you're in the league next year. Because it's it's the power league. There's two power leagues. And they ran this thing. But Oklahoma didn't get in, I believe, because Ole Miss is in the SEC and because the Peach Bowl wanted Ole Miss. The Peach Bowl knew that Ole Miss would take 40,000 people to Atlanta. And that's what they wanted. They wanted a big-time SEC, Big Ten thing. And once you got down past... 10 or 11 or whatever, they just maneuvered. Whatever they needed to maneuver. It's not a criticism. I mean, look, you could you and I were talking earlier in the day yesterday, but it was like looked like it was going to be Ohio State, Oklahoma, and the yeah, Cotton. Yeah. And I was like, look, if you're the Cotton Bowl and you can get Ohio State, Oklahoma, you take it. I, I mean, it's a, so all that stuff was maneuvering and politics and all that stuff. The, at, at the end of the day, the, the big story was what happened to Florida State. You're exactly right. That's the end of the ACC. They're done. But if you're Florida State, you're on the phone today going, I don't care what it cost. Because look, because they put the injury thing in there, I think they made the right decision. But it's not a decision they would have ever made against a Big Ten or an SEC school. No. Ever. Are you telling me that if Milrow had broken his ankle against Georgia, but they won the game you. and they went, hey, nah. We saw, we saw Ty Simpson. He sucked. Not a chance in hell. No shot. Are you telling me that if Carson Beck, let's say Georgia had won the game, and Carson, because that's the better comparison. Florida State went undefeated. Yeah. If Georgia had won the game Saturday, but Carson Beck broke his leg in the fourth quarter. And they stalled out like four straight possessions, you went, oh, God. Are you telling me that Georgia would have been left out? There's not a chance in hell. 
They would have been the if, number one, number two J. seed. If J.J. McCarthy had gotten injured against uh, Ohio State, but Michigan had still won the game, are you? T- and then and then Michigan had looked sort of sloppy, but beaten Iowa. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. nineteen to three. Yeah, yeah. Are you telling me that Michigan would have been left out? You're you're out of your freaking mind. Not a chance in hell. And so if you're the if you're the ACC schools that actually care, you're out today. You're joining the Big Twelve. If you and and and, and you're making a, a one more push to get in the Big Ten or SEC, but you're out of that. You're out of that league. That league's dead. It's over. Grant of rights. Enough of them will now band together, and they'll they'll get out. Now, had they not all been jerks to start with, we'd have a twelve team playoff this year. They helped block that. Oh, there's no question about that. We did a whole the alliance bu- yeah. bullshit, which was total silliness. But here we are. Here's what they're going to get. They're going to get hellacious ratings and buildup for Michigan and Alabama, and they get this manna from heaven, godlike matchup. They get the Sarkeesian, Texas, Washington thing. They get all that crap. They get everything they need here. No, the TV networks got everything they wanted, and they had an out to pull that off. That's my, that's my point, is that yeah. they went, oh, well, injuries can matter. All right, well, hey, Trap. We have a sport where a quarterback apologized on Twitter yesterday for not breaking his leg sooner. Mm-hmm. Where Florida State had a larger sample size to win without him. Mm-hmm. That happened yesterday. I know. I saw it. So, yes, it can. The committee on paper could have done the right thing because they created a world on paper that is complete bullshit to be able to do that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That is what happened yesterday. Agreed. And look, the sport's always been dumb. I mean, I told Neil yesterday, we're only two decades since we had split national champions. Sure. Where we just. Played bowl games, not even against each other, and just voted people number one. It. It was wrong. everyone should thank God in that room that this happened in the last year, mm-hmm. and that it at least allowed the sentence to go. Well, there's twelve next year. Because well, sure, we'll always debate crap, but like the happened, national freakout is not going to be. Oh my God, Oklahoma didn't get in, and Ole Miss did. Okay. It's like I've always told you. I realize that Ole Miss people view it through an Ole Miss prism, and I certainly understand that. The the, the disaster of fourth and twenty five against Arkansas a few years ago, from a big picture stage, is that we probably got screwed out of moving to a bigger playoff a lot earlier. They were going to be put in an impossible position, and they just showed yesterday that when put in an impossible position, they just do whatever the networks want. But I will say this. I, I heard this on ESPN multiple times yesterday, and I keep hearing, oh, my God, the committee just had such hard decisions. Poor them. They signed up for the damn thing. Shut up. Nobody put you in a room at gunpoint and made you be on the damn committee. The late, your, your ego wanted to be on that committee. The so late, shut up. The late Mike Leach, God rest his soul, oh, said, he said this a long time ago. He was still the coach at Washington State when he said it. Yeah. When he said the four-team playoff determined by a committee was stupid. He was right. Credit to him. It just took a long time for them to finally get fully exposed. But it did. It got exposed. That was kind of funny because, like, it wasn't nothing against them. But Michigan was going, please, Florida State. Please, Florida State. Of course. Please, Florida State. Please, 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 please. Of course. Because I kind of went, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, let's go. Yeah, let's we're, go. We'll go play. We're good. I mean, but that human moment for a second was, ah, damn it. Sure. Because well, you were going to get a buy. They were the going to get a freebie. Yeah. They were going to play Iowa again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Iowa had no chance of beating Michigan on Saturday. Of course not. No. People, I didn't watch it, but people like talking about that 
like the, the call about the quarterback. I'm like, oh, for the love of God, what difference did it make? Yeah, it was like Ben said. He goes, are the are the four best teams in the playoff? No, the four best are not in the playoff because no. Georgia's not in the playoff. Right. Georgia's so the- it's a combination. It's it's whatever the hell we wanted to do. Yeah. Your resume is better. Well, your eye test is better. But yeah. I know we're not supposed to use eye test, but we have this thing called game control. But we don't really even pay attention to it either. I mean, I, I watched like because I, I didn't know what time the group of five thing was happening. Not group of five. The access bowl thing was happening yesterday. I thought it was twelve thirty, not one thirty. So I ended up watching like three hours of that bowl oh, show God. yesterday. I mean, I'm doing other things, but yeah, it's all in front of me. And their manipulation of, well, this team is here because of this stat. And then they would go completely contradict that stat in the next sentence. And I'm like, oh, my God. What? what, what? Well, they don't hear them. Reese, ask this question. Reese, ask, no, of course not. Of my course, God. No, it's, it's their partners. It was just a really hard decision, right, Boo? But uh, I mean, I, I, y- y'all really y- y'all y'all came back this morning to make sure you made the right call and that you did the right thing, right? Boo didn't just make that call yesterday. I mean, the human element really feel bad for those guys. Oh, shut, shut up. It's well, it's like I've always said. I mean, there's not another sport that does a fourteen playoff determined by a committee. Not one. Not one. If it were such a great idea, everybody would do it. I get it's a different thing. And again, I if I was in the room, would I have done the same thing? Probably. You would have had you wouldn't have had a choice. I would have done the I, but I get it. I get why they did it. It's just stupid. Of course. It can be both those things. Of course. They did it because they had no choice. The money determined that they do it. I mean, look, the SEC's powerful now. You just weren't leaving their champion out. No. Greg was on the phone and went, hey. I mean, whatever had to happen, happened. You got your team in with one loss over another team with one lo- with no losses, and you got your fourth team in an access bowl over Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Power. Power. Hey, Bama's getting in, and hey, Ole Miss is going to the Peach Bowl. Okay? Cool. Yeah. And the Big Ten goes, hey, Penn State's going to the Peach Bowl, too. Sure. And the, okay. Peach, and the Peach Bowl said, well, we're good with that. Yeah. So. No, I mean, look, it's, it's, and it's why today, if you're, again, I mean, I, I know we're kind of. We're, yeah, it's cool. If you're Florida State, when you get over the anger, and it's going to take a minute for them to get over the anger. Oh, God. But when you get over the anger, the next move is, okay, if you can't beat them, join them. Yes. You want us to take a partial share for eight years? Good. We can't do this crap. This so. do, this doesn't work. Yeah. And if I'm Clemson today, oh, you're going to. I'm, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm on the phone. Hey, would you take us? Mm-hmm. What do we What do we have to do? Yeah, there are two ships. I need to be on that ship. What do we have to do? And then here's the other part. If I'm Pitt or Wake Forest or any of those places, I'm I want, I'm I'm calling the Big Twelve. Yeah. What, y'all got one of them merger things? <laughs> we're in. Yeah, y'all are number three, so let's go yeah, do that. Let's get in. Because your champion is going to get into this thing, so let's do that. Because what got told to the ACC is, well, you're, you're nothing. Yeah. You're trash. And you have no power. No, you're, you're trash. Your stick is very small that you're swinging at the table. Not strong enough to matter. Their champion went undefeated. And beat two SEC teams. 
That's the thing. I know. They scheduled LSU on a neutral site. Beat the, the team that is Ole Miss's best win. Yeah. 13th in the country. Yeah. 13th. I know. And they beat Florida. Robbery game. They beat the record book. They so. won every game that they were that they could win. It's not their fault that the rest of the league's down. You can't punish them for that. They found an excuse. Here's the thing. I'm not convinced they wouldn't have done this if not Travis were healthy. Who, who were you leaving out? Alabama? Chase. <laughs> oh, you think even without Travis, there's a possibility. Mm, I mean, some something had to go. You went, hey, Florida State's green schedule is 93. They 93. always got bailed out until yeah. they didn't get bailed out. And when they didn't get bailed out, the SEC went, okay. <laughs> this is a, hey. You're gonna have to eat a little pie today, fellas, because we're not we're not leaving. Ain't nobody leaving this room without one of us in that deal. Suitcase is packed, bud. So figure it out. They always got bailed out, and you're not leaving Texas out. So I always told you I wanted the chaos. That was the one thing about yesterday that I enjoyed was we got chaos. We got they they got exposed. Their unluckiness on that part was Oregon not winning because they might have just left both of them out. Sure, and went now nah, to hell with the Pac-12. Absolutely could have. Y'all aren't even a league anymore. And the Big Ten doesn't get your money yet. The so. ones of you that are smart enough got out. You're in the big leagues. You'll deal with it next year. Good luck. The league's dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's the final. Yeah. Here's the final bullet shot right into the corpse. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's possible. I'm not. So. I'm, I'm, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I think had Oregon won, they would have left Oregon out. Yeah, I think that's possible. Ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea, flavorable punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, perfect balance, a taste and refreshment that goes down smooth every game day occasion. Don't settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion. When you're cheering for your favorite team, you're tailgating the stadium, parking lot, watching a bar, hosting friends at home. It's there to elevate your experiences. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hated taking pills. I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water. Drink it first thing each morning. Done. Also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. Uh, do you need stocking stuffer ideas, something for the boss or Secret Santa? Maybe you just want to treat your own feet. Take advantage of incredible savings with Dead Soxy's holiday 2023 sale. Head over to deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE. Score 33% off. And happy holidays. And as always, stay Soxy. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? These are just some of the questions that can be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping people just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom, 
from anywhere. Schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Ole Miss headed to the Peach Bowl, you may have heard that by now. The College Corner has Peach Bowl merchandise ready for you. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Or check out their two locations in the Jackson area, one in Oxford, uh, right off of Sisk Avenue at the Oxford Commons. They've got uh, brand new Ole Miss Peach Bowl gear waiting for you. Pick a great Christmas gift, or if you just need to grab something before you head to Atlanta later in the month, they've got you taken care of at collegecornerstore.com. Podcast is brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundations. Getting close to the end of 2023, so if you'd make year-end donations for tax purposes, call the foundation. They'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives, whether it's the Vault Society or Empower, both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign. If you're working on estate planning, call the foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For further information, that's 662-915-7159 or visit give2athletics.com. The uh, bowl, bowl schedule begins on December the 16th. You got six bowls to kick us off in just, uh, just 12 days. I mean, you get your bowl announcements yesterday. and. Yep. Playing the game quickly, probably a lot of people go, hey, that's bad and good. Go ahead and get in the portal and deal with that after this is over. Get it out of the way. But then you're having to actually get ready for a game when all this crap is going on here. Shamar, portal. Shamar Porter from Kentucky has entered the portal. Who? Uh, true freshman wide receiver was one of their big recruits a year ago. Okay. Barry and Brown getting in the portal? Uh, not that I've seen. Okay. The, the price tag on Barry and Brown will be uh, – Lofty. Immense. Let's call it lofty. I mean, whoo, boy. That's going to be one, isn't it? Yep. He'll know his price tag even if he doesn't get in the portal. Oh, yeah. That he's been pre-portaling a little bit. That's what we call yes. it. Yes. It's a very safe, nice, calm word, isn't it? Oh, we're just doing a little pre-portaling. Just a little window shopping. I know. People push back so just, hard. Just, just, just look through the magazine, the Sears catalog, if you will. See what's maybe there. I use the word tampering and people bristle. What's a negative connotation? No, yeah. We're just, we're just window shopping. It's like the Macy's Christmas displays. We're just seeing what's out there. It's all good. Looking uh, at those uh, those access bowl games, obviously, as we uh, mentioned, number one, Michigan facing number four, Alabama. That will be in the Rose Bowl this season. Um, Alabama has opened up as a one-and-a-half-point underdog now that the lines have kind of stabled. The lines on all the bowl games were stupid all over the place yesterday, but this morning it appears that everybody's kind of found a consensus a little bit on all of them. Uh, Bama opening is a one-and-a-half-point underdog to the number one, Michigan Wolverines. That game is uh, at 4 o'clock Eastern, as it always is on uh, New Year's Day. Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl, yes. Mm-hmm. They very much want the sun to set. Yep. Just as the fourth quarter is kicking off and getting started, 
What are the mountains called? The San Mateo Mountains? I believe that's correct. I couldn't remember off the top of my head, so I avoided the, the word. But, yeah, I think that's right. And then uh, Texas is a four-point favorite or a four-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on the book you would like to use against the Washington Huskies in the, uh, in the, in the nightcap that is starting at 645. Okay. Early thoughts? Uh, I think Alabama-Michigan will be a classic. Um, that number is going to be a little large. And then um, I think Texas is going to beat Washington's ass. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. As I said in the opening, I, I didn't feel, I mean, like, look, I don't, I have no rage toward it whatsoever, but I did have a second where I kind of felt bad for SMU yesterday. Um, you win clearly the better conference. Your One of your losses is a Big 12 team. It's Oklahoma. And yet you get knocked out of an access bowl by Liberty, who played no one with a pulse the entire season outside of New Mexico State, if you want to count that. And we're only counting that because they beat Auburn in their best game they played all season. Uh, but Liberty, 13-0. and 0. Um, I'm sure there's some cackles in the right household that Freeze leaves and Liberty goes to the Axis Bowl and goes 13-0 and 0 the next season. Well, they, not- don't, they don't go 13-0 without Freeze being there the year before to build the culture. Oh. Yeah. And his players, too. I mean, he built that team. Does he get a Fiesta Bowl ring? Oh, I would think so. As important as I mean, Chadwell. Without him, it doesn't happen. San Gabriel Mountains, by the way. Oh, sorry. Okay. Not, so- Where are the San Mateo? Where is I'm San Mateo? Sure. Okay. Uh, Oregon is a 15-point favorite against uh, Liberty. Early indication out of Eugene is that Bo Nix will play in this football game. Mm-hmm. Why not? I like Oregon. If they care at all. Yeah, I didn't understand. They lost the other night, and some of the hatred towards them was weird. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it was kind of bizarre. It's like, I see Bo Nix is sucky or whatever. I'm like, okay. I mean, there's no empathy ever. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Their chance at a national title's gone. He probably lost the Heisman. And everybody just piles on. We have a weird culture. I mean, no joke. Yeah, if they win, I think he wins the Heisman and they get in the playoff. Well, barring our politics discussion yeah. that we just had. Yeah. And we've had a very good argument. And by all accounts, he's a he's a good a good person. I mean, I'm sure he's not perfect, but who is? I don't know. It's just weird. Not even to upset the the flow there. I just I, know you're I just noticed that it's like a, a bizarre thing to like the Oregon hate. Mm-hmm. Kind of it's just weird. People hate success. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially success they're not comfortable with. You know, there's like a certain like everybody just expects Alabama or Michigan or whomever to be good. But there's a group out there. It's not just media that's dumb. It's they don't like the the, the new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, not comfortable with with that. Dan Lanning bothers people because he's won a lot at an early age, and we, you know, everybody says, "Oh, it's Bama's guy." And it's like, no, see, so he's losing games. Why would you do that? He's not that guy. Because Nick Saban never lost a game at Michigan State or LSU, never. And Lanning's what thirty seven, something like that. I mean, Nick Saban lost to UAB at LSU. And look, I don't. Oregon should not have lost to Washington twice. They were better, but DeBoer's a hell of a football coach. In Seattle. He is. He's, he's, he's very, very good. He's quite good. The people who have worked with him rave about him. Really? Yeah. Uh, Cotton Bowl is the Missouri Tigers and the Ohio State Buckeyes. I don't know if Adam's in our stream today, but see, Ole Miss and Missouri can just hold hands now. It's all fine. Everybody access bowling it up. It's chant SEC, something like that. It's, it, it worked out. You weren't pitting against each other, apparently, after all. Um, Sankey got you all into. It's all good. Yep. Everybody taken care of. Big ship here. Um, 
Missouri is a six and a half point underdog to the Ohio State Buckeyes opening up here. In the, so is McCord uh, going to play? Bowl. I doubt it. Right. I mean, I would think not. So who who plays? I, I don't tell know. You, I'll tell you who's going to play is every <laughs> everybody at, at Missouri. <laughs> so, I mean, from a betting standpoint, you in, might like in, that. In bowls, take, Missouri will, will care more. Take the team who cares more if it's close. Yeah. And Missouri will care a lot. If you're Marvin Harrison, you playing in this game? No, Drinkwitz is going to have them really caring. There's no doubt about that. Oh, they're going to they're going to care. Yeah. Ohio State will not be able to match the intensity because they don't care. They've been here before. Okay, sure. I mean, you'd Whatever. have to kill Cody Schrader to keep him off that field. Yeah. Like literally eliminate his heartbeat. They'll be there. Ole Miss and Penn State. Uh, yesterday, this was all over the damn place. I saw as much as Ole Miss favored by one and a half. I saw Penn State as much as two and a half. It is settled today across the board at Penn State minus three and a half is where I'm getting it this morning. Um, most early predictions show the Lions winning a close game uh, in the uh, in the Peach Bowl at this point. Well, uh, I would have said three points. Yeah, three and a half right now is where it's at. The over-under currently at 47 and a half is what I'm getting on it on that somewhere around there. So, game in the 20s. Yeah, I don't hate the under. Really? Yeah. They're good defensively now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you told me this was 24-20. I buy it. I'm trying to think just through their schedule. Not that it's going to make a huge difference, but Ohio State, the only team that even goes any tempo that they have played. Just a different brand of offense that they will have seen. Sometimes Maryland will mix in a little bit of tempo. But that game was fifty to fourteen or yeah, something. Yeah. So it did what? No, they don't. There's not a lot of tempo in the Big Ten. Well, yeah, not, I mean, not their thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's surprising though, more people don't do it just to show you the different thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go, hey, we're just gonna go tempo like hell because none of you people do it. So we'll be different and make you have to prepare for us and deal with that at that point. But Ole Miss, Penn State, again in Atlanta. That game's at eleven o'clock Central, uh, twelve o'clock. Eastern for uh, for that. So three and a half is your line. And that Orange Bowl of teams that just missed out on the playoffs, the Georgia Bulldogs are favored by 14 against the Florida State Seminoles. I don't know. I don't know whether Georgia will be pissed off or whether Georgia will be completely apathetic. And that will determine what happens. Yes. Completely. Because if they're pissed off, lay any number you'd like. If they don't care, it could be a slog and be 21 to 13. And, and I just don't know if you're if you're Norvell, I don't know what you say to your kids. I, that Talk. video where he had to stand up and talk, and you're like, I. Yeah, it looked like he was having to stop some people because they were losing their minds over in the. Yeah. he. You could see he put his head down, kind of took a minute, and then was like, okay, I got to stand up and say something. Yeah, so, I'm the leader. I got to lead. Talk. I did not watch it, and I know that screenshots don't show much, but the looks on the faces of him and Kirby on their Zoom last night, neither one had any interest of being no. on the Zoom. Because you had you go into the weekend and you went, hey, uh, you're going to play Georgia. You go, oh, we both won. And yeah. that's We're 1-4. I mean, what do you say in that thing? Are we really excited to be heading down to the Orange Bowl? No, you're not. No. Yeah. We are devastated beyond all words. We'll see. If we'll we, see you in Miami. We'll see if we can recover in three weeks. Right. Exactly. That's, I mean, damn. 
Uh, speaking of that Citrus Bowl that we all were kind of uh, thinking was very, very high possibility, Tennessee and Iowa's in this game. Tennessee favored by eight against the Hawkeyes in this one. It's contrasting styles Can there. Tennessee score 20 points? If so, they cover. Yeah. That's – Yeah. And I think Tennessee will care. I actually kind of like Tennessee. Iowa typically cares in these games. Iowa plays really hard in the Citrus Bowl yeah. every year. They yeah. really do. They do. I feel like they're in the damn thing every year. They always play really hard in this game. Yeah. Wisconsin, LSU. Uh, LSU minus 10. Phil Longo. Jaden Daniels, if he plays. kind of If Jaden plays, I love LSU minus 10 here. Do you? Yeah. Against that defense? Yeah. Sign me up. They might score 55 points. Again. Speaking of those Maryland Terrapins, they play the Auburn Tigers. That is a uh, two-point line for Yeah, it's been Auburn. a good game. You okay with that? Yeah, it's a good game. That kicks off two hours after Ole Miss on the twenty uh, on the tw- on the 30th. Sorry. For that one, Memphis playing a home game against Iowa State. By Oregon the way, I'm State. so excited about an 11 a.m. Central kick. That's Are you? awesome. Yeah. That was the one bad thing about the Cotton Bowl. Was it's a 7 p.m. 7 p.m. T- with all the TVs and the bowls. It's oh, 11 getting done. You're, you're 2 in the morning getting out of the stadium. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, we're getting out of Mercedes Benz at six. I mean, we've 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 had this time slot before. Yeah, it'd be nice. Eleven o'clock and fourteen for the last Peach Bowl. Penn State will not care the way TCU cared in fourteen. That level of motivation will not no. uh, will not be present in this one. <laughs> I wouldn't think. <laughs> I don't think that's where this was. Franklin did not appear yesterday like he was about to go tell his teams the the Gipper speech or anything. It was just kind of all right. Yeah, we'll do this. Oh yeah. It's fine. No, I mean, he's he's a politician now. I mean, he's a scum human being, but he's a politician. He said all the right things. Hey, Lane, good to see you. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Been following your career from far. Done a hell of a job, really. Just phenomenal. <laughs> Been in the SEC before. 
Ole Miss, hell of a program. A lot of tradition. Well, I like, really haven't watched Penn State at all. I have no clue. <laughs> but we'll study the film starting today. Well, it was the best part because the guy gets on the, the Penn State beat writer gets on the thing yesterday, and he's like, you know, Coach, so you got this coordinator situation. How's that going to work out the next few weeks? And he's real serious about asking this coordinator thing. And they asked Lane for comment, and Lane goes, well, I'm glad he went first because I didn't know there was a coordinator situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, the last Peach Bowl. I mean, you've got all the stuff leading into the week. You got forty fighting with Neil on the internet. You've got the whole Eric yeah, so Winter deal with Dart, that. If Jackson Dart plays badly, should I tweet at Pat and go you anything? Should. Yeah, I'm minding my beat. I'm just asking. <laughs> just asking. Yeah, you got that going on. You got. <laughs> I mean, what was just a? I, I'll be honest. I paid no attention to the game at all once Laramie got hurt. I mean, I my, I was just shout shocked and stunned for him at that point that day. You had uh, the locker rooms are open at bowl games. You had Robert with like all his like existentialism books in his locker and like having conversations about what the hell are you reading and what are you doing and yeah, that was a weird that was a weird deal. I I, I did not know this from all of our time covering Robert. So it's it's on MPW Digital. Um, it was there Brian and I had were uh, doing a pod with Laquan Treadwell on a Friday. It's on MPW Digital. Laquan said that Robert was a big cat person, that he always had cats. He was not, not a dog person. Oh, really? Yeah, when he was when he was in Oxford and going through the apartment and whatnot, he had, uh, he had cats always. He said he lived like across the street, and Robert had like a window that went out like on the, like one of those stilted roofs, and he said that his cat would just be hanging out on the roof of the, the complex or whatever all the time outside Robert's window. I mean, he was, I have lots of thoughts, but yeah, he was doing a lot of cast of characters through that. Uh, he said that he, uh, Laquan did say he agreed with us that uh, he was very aware that he that Laramie was very good at left tackle first time he saw him. That that was that was a fact. He said basically he walked in here. I'm glad that guy plays for me. Yeah, quarterbacks gonna have time to throw. We're gonna figure that out. Mm-hmm. He said it was actually on the basketball court though where he figured it out. He said you watched him do like euro steps and stuff, and you went, oh that. You're not supposed to move like that. And he went, That's gonna that's gonna translate. He said they'd go to the Turner Center and hoop it up and he believes Laramie could have been an NBA player. Uh yeah. I mean probably a little maybe would have had to be if you put two inches taller. on him, probably. Yeah, probably would have yeah. made two to three From inches a of height. Footwork standpoint, it was NBA level. Yeah. I guess is what he is. Yeah. He was he was saying with that. So uh Kentucky Clemson. This feels like a bad matchup for the Wildcats. Uh, seven and a half is what they are getting in this game. Oregon State getting ten and a half from Notre Dame in the uh, Sun Bowl, I believe is what that one is. Maybe the top nine New Year's six, uh, Oklahoma, Arizona, although Dylan oh. Gabriel now. Don't know. Jackson Arnold will get his shot, I assume. I guess. I, I don't know how all this is working. Okay, every quarterback in the country is in the portal, so I don't know who is starting in bowl games. Like Florida State's technical backup is in the portal. They've got that freshman who's in the portal now. Oh yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Don't know what to tell you. NC State, Kansas State. That's two program first teams playing each other. There, isn't it? I mean, yeah. my God. <laughs> hey, asses in seats for those press conferences. Lunch pail coming to work. Gritty. All the good stuff there with uh, with that. SMU goes from uh, playing in the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon to uh, going to Fenway Park to play Boston College in Boston. That's where they, uh, the Mustangs that's, fell after that one. That's gross. 
Texas A&M goes to the Texas Bowl. I'm sure they'll be thrilled and take a ton over there to uh God, they've got and, and half their roster about to jump in the portal. Yeah. I mean, today's going to be a wild day for Texas A&M. They play Oklahoma State coming off their uh, thrashing in the Big 12 title game. Louisville and USC is a matchup. Louisville uh, giving six and a half to the Trojans. Who cares? And like I, I don't know how to handicap that in any way whatsoever. Um, Tulane falls all the way to placing Virginia Tech. Is it, are they in like the first responder bowl or something? Is that right? I'm not sure. Something like the something w- like Willie that. Fritz leaves for uh, leaves for Houston. The news breaks during the game, and they did not score after that. Yeah, I don't know that. It, I don't know how it happened, but I was getting into my car in the pavilion when I saw Fritz was taking the Houston job, and went oh, and then they they looked dead from uh, from that point uh, from that point on. Whatever you want to make of it, uh, John Sumrall and Troy they are facing Duke in the uh, Birmingham Bowl. Is that right? That is correct. Oh wow. What? No. Can't say. Okay. Uh, yes, Troy playing Duke in the Birmingham Bowl. They're giving five and a half to the Blue Devils in the in that game. A lot of lot of respect there for uh, for the Trojans. Wow, that's that's wild in that bowl game. UCF Georgia Tech uh, is a uh, is a game. They actually moved it around. It was not supposed to be that way, and the ACC came back and was trying to avoid some matchups from last season. So they reconfigured who was playing who after the initial thought to be the announcement. Well, and the games. early word was that nobody wanted Louisville. Oh, really? Did you hear that? No, really? Yeah, that, that happened yesterday. No bowls wanted Louisville. Well, would you want Louisville? No, not even a little bit. Because you got to have them fairly high because of where they are. And, I mean, that's a train wreck of a situation. Um. Boise State has hired the interim as their full-time head coach. They play UCLA just uh, just by the way there. Um, and then your first bowl, just as we close this section, Georgia Southern and Ohio open their things up. Um, I actually no line on that game yet. I don't know why. No clue. That's not for me to know. So anyway, we'll uh, move on in a second before we do that. Tell you that uh, it's time to get a uh, flu vaccine, if you're, especially if you're over 65, GNM Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. That's in Oxford and Holly Springs. They have their full lines of vaccines right now, highlighted by the high-dose flu shots. Again, patients over 65, most clinics typically give the standard dose to all patients, but they highly recommend that 65 and older patients come get the high-dose flu shot from them. They also have the RSV vaccine for anyone who needs that. That's by appointment, which makes getting in and out super easy. Just give them a call to schedule. They'll take care of you. That's 662-236-2222 for GNM or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Just get in touch with them, give them some parameters, give him a budget and uh, let him give you some options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's uh, newest Greek restaurant on the square, OPA, is the perfect place to plan your Christmas party, your company dinner, your festive party event. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601 421 We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting uh, great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you whether you're a seasoned professional 
or uh, you're looking for an entry-level position. And if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Just get in touch with uh, Will, Sydney, or Kelsey, 662-832-5138, or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to uh, state-of-the-art procedures, um, they can in, to advanced treatments, they can, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net, or 404-973-9901. Style Assemblies, a women's boutique on the square, offering clothes, shoes, purses, jewelry, art, and more. Huge selection of gutter sunglasses for men and women. They just launched their new online store. You can now shop from anywhere. That's ShopStyleAssembly.com. Click Shop Now. Shipping is free anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $150. And use the exclusive discount RG15 on the website. Between now and the end of the year, get 15% off your first online purchase. Take care of Christmas gifts. All that stuff there at Shop Style Assembly. They are a corporate sponsor of the Grove Collective and a founding member of the Grove Collective Initiative. Again, shop online, shopstyleassembly.com, or stop by the store, 203 North Lamar, next to Blind Pig. Ask for Kate. She'll personally help you out. Uh, if we had had a uh, a playoff this year, Ole Miss obviously would have made said playoff. Now, it's a little screwy because next year, Texas would have been in the SEC. Texas and Alabama could not have had buys because it's top four conference champions get buys. You can't right. have at-large buys in the, uh, in the thing, but just for the heck of it, play along. So next um, year, Florida State would have made it as a conference champion. They would have, yes. Yeah. That is correct. Uh, yeah, they would have made it and gotten a buy. So they would have had to have been top four next year. Yeah. Because Georgia couldn't have jumped them and Oregon couldn't have but jumped because them. because it was this Iowa's, year. Right. Yeah, no. It's, again, so, had the alliance not happened, <laughs> you guys. So next year, even if the quarterback's leg was broken. All good. I mean, it makes lots of sense to me. I mean, really. I mean, I think when you think about this thing logically. It's one of my favorite questions <laughs> in a press conference is the alliance thing is, and I don't know who asked the question. He was being a little bit of a jerk because he knew the answer, but yeah. he wanted it out there. And he's talking to the three commissioners when they had that joint thing, Khalifa Koff and Kevin Warren and whoever the other dude was, yeah. guy for the ACC. Phillips. I think so. And he's like, so I'm just curious from a legal standpoint, <laughs> what are the con- contracts that, 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 that bind this together? And then, you know, is there workable documents that does not allow you guys to poach each other's teams or whatever? And the guy goes, there is no contract. It is a, a handshake agreement between three individuals and 41 presidents and athletic directors. And I went, all I need to know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're good. good. Yeah. That'll hold up. No backstabbing <laughs> in that room. <laughs> well, and then they turn around yesterday and go, no, no, no. It's actually the SEC's fault because they poached the Red River, River rivalry. It's like, no. 
Well, actually not. And I, I can say this with, with, with authority. Texas and Oklahoma called the SEC. Now they took the call. But that was not, that was not an active poaching. That was Texas and Oklahoma called each other and goes, you know, this doesn't work, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, we got. Uh, I mean, I know we're we're rivals and stuff, but hey, for a minute, can we put that aside? Yeah, hey, we're all together, so can we just? So, we need to get out of here. And so they did. They called the SEC and said we'd be interested. And the SEC said, "Well, of course, we would take you." Yeah, sure. Let's figure it out. Yeah, and we'll go from there. So, had there been a playoff, first round games would have been held, uh, or in twenty twenty four, they will be held December twentieth and twenty first. So uh, three weeks-ish, a little less than three weeks before those first games. It would be number 12, Liberty, playing number five, Florida State. Although next year, SMU will be in the ACC, so they would have gotten – anyway, never sorry. Anyway, okay. And just yeah. – we'll, we'll worry about that later. That's not today's problem. Uh, Liberty and Florida State, 12-5. Ole Miss headed to Athens uh, for a matchup with Georgia. But now, that wouldn't have happened because Penn State-Ohio State would have been a 7-10 matchup. The committee would have switched those around and had Ole Miss play Ohio State and Penn State play Georgia. Yeah. That's what would have happened there. Yeah, They would not. They can't replicate first-round games against league opponents, and they would have just flipped some numbers around, and it's fine. Yes. Kind of like they did anyway for other purposes. Missouri against Oregon, number 8, number 9 in, uh, in that one. Okay. And then your quarterfinal schedule would have been uh, Oregon-Missouri winner playing Michigan. Ohio State, Penn State winner playing Washington. Georgia Ole Miss winner playing Texas. And Florida State Liberty winner playing Alabama and the Tide going. Either way, all good. Yeah. Hey, it's cool. Y'all, y'all take your time. Just it's send to whoever. It's amazing how things work out for the Tides. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be Alabama, isn't it? <laughs> it's good to be us. Yeah, Washington gets Ohio State. It's the number two yeah. seed. Bama goes, I don't know. Florida State 13 and 0. Tough game. I mean, Oh, Jesus. It's good to be us. Semifinals on January 9th and January 10th next year, and the championship game will be held January 20th in Atlanta. Yeah. Next season. Okay. Whew. There's there's that. We'll hit more on it tomorrow because Ole Miss has a a basketball game tomorrow night, Mount St. Mary's again, 7 o'clock on uh, their week. Again, they're at UCF on Sunday for their second road game of the season. They beat Temple by one um, in Philadelphia earlier in the uh, in the year. But on Saturday, uh, you know, we talked about this going into the day, you know, is that so often with Ole Miss basketball, they had lost the game to get to the game. Um, you know, historically, over the last 10, 12 years, they would have lost to NC State and Memphis in quite the same environment. And you just kind of don't get that done that you need to get. And instead, they blow out the Wolfpack on Tuesday. They went by 20-ish. Maybe it was 20 exactly now that I think about it. 72-52. Yep. And then uh, get maybe what was even a better environment than I expected on Saturday. I expected, and there were a lot, I'd say 1,200-ish Memphis fans in the arena. It's a yeah, guess. At I'm least. bad at this, but yeah. let's do that. But a bunch. They brought a lot of people. But they didn't bring as many as I kind of thought. Um, Ole Miss responded. I thought the crowd was great. Uh, I was asked multiple times by people, best environment in the pavilion since and i think it's since that tennessee game when stuff got thrown on the floor late in the game either sure. Kermit's first or second year it's first year okay whatever that was um i think that's the answer Ole miss wins 80 to 77 and then when i talked about it a good bit just on the phone yesterday you know so often 
you see teams get behind and they kind of get back in it or you let it slip away. You don't have enough to kind of finish, and they just kept hanging around. They they are down 11 early in the second half, I think, is where it got the most of. I know you focused in your story on Caldwell getting a couple shots to cut it to six right there, or six, yeah, six. He hits a three, hits a th- two. And they just stayed composed and they've grown up in such a way over seven games. Forget what the expectations are. I don't know. We can have that conversation, and we'll probably have it tomorrow. But that game showed me so much just on what Beard has been able to do from a coaching standpoint in such a short period of time, the way he is using his roster, the way he's using his rotation, and the way that he's taught a, a program that did not know how to win, That, and this is nothing against Kermit personally, had no ability to play with flow because of timeouts and the way he coached and just everything. They were scared of their shadow, frankly. It was hard to watch them. They were so uncomfortable on the floor in past years. And instead, he's turned Murray into a very serviceable point guard. He's found ways to use so many guys on the floor, and they're playing free and finding ways late in games to pull them out. Ole Miss, with a different coaching situation and a little different mentality, they're like 3-4 and last year. They have won – They have won four games off the top of my head where the ball was in the air with the decision undecided as the buzzer went off, and they've won all damn four of those. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, Yeah, there's a ton. The the thing that really strikes me the most is watching him coach. You're like, oh, I see how he took Texas Tech to the finals. I get it. In a way that you can't get it on TV. You have to watch him. Even when things are just going poorly, his demeanor is so steady. It's yeah. calm. I always imagined that he would be this bombastic kind of guy. Fiery. And not at all. He's very positive. I'm, and I'm sure there are some moments in practice where it's, whoa. Yeah. Like, wow, this is, this is a come-to-Jesus moment here, right? But he does not do that. He reminds me of a really good major league manager. Where publicly, it's all, everything's good. Everything's fine. Never throw a player under the bus. Ever, ever, never. Never show up a player. Now, privately, you have some real conversations. That's that's him, I think. His ability to just, when the waters get real choppy, to just slow the boat down. And just, we're going to navigate this. We're going we're gonna to find some, we're going to find some calmer water here. Mm-hmm. He's able to do that in a way that not many coaches can do. I mean, look, Memphis is talented. Let's be clear. Memphis has real basketball talent. They got some dudes on that team. Give me a couple of them Joneses. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take that dude. They're good. Um, 23 inside Dandridge. Dandridge. He's, he's, he's a physical guy. Very talented. Has good feet. Um, you're down 11 early in the second half. Their crowd's getting into it. And you had played okay, and we're still down 11. Yeah, it's like, you've been okay, and you're down 11, and Alan Flanagan's got three fouls, and they've really leaned on him for scoring, and you're like, ah, this is... I remember thinking to myself, all right, what's the angle here? And the angle was there, because I looked down, and Memphis is winning like by 25 points in the paint. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, they're just better than Ole Miss. Like, that's the story. They're just better. It's, it's a player's game. And then... Made a bucket, made another bucket, and then just kind of hung at six, seven points, six, seven points, and then cut into it, got it to three, and the crowd got into it again, and then 
tied it up and then they do the seesaw thing and then at the end of the day got it to a final minute and they made a stop and memphis didn't yeah and so and they were very good from perimeter a team that was shot so horrifically to start this season well and and then memphis is a pretty good team from the three and well Ole Miss did not if you look, they missed a couple of open ones, but Ole Miss really did a good job of contesting the three. Four or five shot clock violations. Five shot clock yeah. violations. I mean that that's that's his calling card is defense, and you see it. Because a lot of defense is effort. And his guys play really hard, and he rewards them playing hard by not going ballistic when they make a screw up. Because if you play really hard, you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You play fast and you play hard, you're, you're, you're going to miss a rotation. And they did. They missed a couple where Memphis got an easy bucket. Yeah. And you could tell he was like, oh, my God, I want to kill somebody. But he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> I mean, he stayed completely in the moment. Like, Matthew Morell missed a rotation and easy bucket. He can't. It's like he caught himself or he just never even went there. He didn't jump Matt because mm-hmm. Matt, I hate doing this because it feels like I'm criticizing Kermit. They played kind of tentative the last couple oh, of years. No. You made a mistake, you got jerked. He didn't. They they couldn't afford to jerk Matt. Matt was six of seven from three. Is that right? Is that right? right? I, I don't have it up. Me. I've got it here. Matt was six of seven from three. They, oh, wow. they needed Matt taking open shots, taking good shots. They were moving the offense. Allen was out of the game. They needed Matt to carry them offensively. So you can't punish him for a defensive mistake. It wasn't like he was trying to make a mistake. He just made a mistake. But he's really good. The improvement from of that team from game one to game seven is stunning. It's it's I've, I've watched every game. It's been it's been unbelievable because there was multiple times yesterday where Memphis was on a little bit of a run in my mind because I'm so you because again I don't watch a ton of basketball. I'm used to watching Kermit, and I'm thinking, oh, timeout, timeout is going to call timeout, and then it just keeps going and plays through. And I, I started started laughing at myself on Saturday. I'm like, he doesn't do that. They don't take those rush weird timeouts unless right. it really gets into a weird spot. I mean, they're all his time his timeouts are used tactically, not for game flow purposes. Right. And it it it's in just fact, totally different. I can't I'm sure he has once in seven games, but not I, much. I can't recall a, a game trying to stop it. I, yeah, I can't recall that happening. Mm-mm. Even in points where you're like, hey dude, it's eleven oh run here. You wanna and just Yeah, no, they kinda he's very very strategic. They don't make they just don't make coaching errors. And and look, I get the question, and it's too early to answer it. Is this a tournament team? I don't know. I still think they're a score short. They're a Brandon Murray waiver short. Yeah, it's what I think. Um, But I could be wrong. I don't know. They're, they're, they're much better than they were a year ago. This will probably be his worst team at Ole Miss. They, they will... He's assuming they have the NIL to do it. I, I think he's going to be able to recruit good players. They're they're fun. That's that's what they are. The, here's the here's the thing: is the arena was a lot of fun for it the was. first time in a while. And I've said this, and people, you know, really nobody pushes back. Even some Ole Miss people who I think probably would love to push back are like, ah, you're right. That place felt like a funeral home the last couple of years. I thought the Tuesday night crowd against NC State was pretty good considering it was 8 o'clock. Well, it was fine. He's done a fantastic job, Chris has, of getting the students involved. Mm-hmm. Made them feel like they're like they're part of it. All the pictures and the stuff. And done the, stuff yeah. and done the things on social media where they point out a kid, hey, come to the Tui Center and all that stuff. They've done things to make make it cool 
to go to basketball games. Because mm-hmm. for a little while, it was kind of weird to even go. Mm-hmm. And now it's fun. And basketball is supposed to be fun. And that, that environment on Saturday was a lot of fun. Like if you went to that game and you got there at 1 o'clock, you walked out of there at 3.15, 3.20, and you'd had fun. And it's a great arena. And there's lots of concessions and all of those things. And you can go have a really good experience there. And that's what it's built for. And on Saturday, for a little over two hours, that's what it was. And if they'll continue to play this way, I think they'll get great environments for SEC games. Now, they're going to lose some SEC games because everybody does. But... They've got a really – that home opener feels like a really big game for them in the SEC because they're probably going to go to Knoxville and get beat. They're going to go to Knoxville and get beat. Probably. And come home and they got Florida at home. It's one could, could you pull that one off because you got Vanderbilt next Yeah, at home? And get could off, you, get could off you to, get a, good off to start. a little start? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not counting them out. No, because it's – I mean, if it's a close game with two to go, you go, well, hell. What's allowed Murray to get so much better? Uh, I mean – Look, first and foremost, is look, he, he was uncomfortable as hell early in this season. Yeah, he plays really hard. He, Jamal Murray for everyone, the point guard. I know they have the same last Jayden name. Jaden Murray. Jaden, sorry. They wish they had Jamal Murray. That'd be a game changer. <laughs> they would make the tournament. They, <laughs> they win some games. Sorry. He would be a difference. Yes. Jamal Murray was, would be a difference maker for sure. I was trying to not call him Juju. I mean, if he could bring and Jokic I could remember with him, they might win the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it, you know, he's... It, I don't think he's super comfortable as a point guard, but but they're getting there. Yeah. Um, and he's a good example, right? I don't think he defends the way that Beard wants him to defend yet, but he's trying. Mm-hmm. And so I think as long as the effort's there, he's like, okay, I'm not I'm not going to crucify him because I'm, I'm putting him in some weird spots. Because I think in an ideal world, obviously, Brandon Murray's available and you have a different big guard there that can do oh, some things. Oh, it's a totally different deal. But you're asking him, hey – and I can't take you out because I really don't have anybody to put in other than you. So just go play. And he's doing a good job of it. I mean, nine assists, one turnover. You take that all day long. I guess Memphis. Really athletic team. Yeah, with length. And, and, and people love to do the thing about Penny and his teams or whatever. I thought they defended pretty well. Memphis did. I, I don't, I'm not going to do the pile on Penny thing. Do I think Beard's a better basketball coach than Penny Hardaway? Absolutely. Not even close. But I'm not going to do the Penny Hardaway is a terrible coach thing. I, it's not what I saw. Um, I'm counting up the wins. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, Ken Palm has Ole Miss 12 and 1 going into conference play. Uh, they have them losing Sunday at UCF. Um, they have them losing that game 73 69. UCF currently 79 in the Ken Palm. Okay. Um, but that's not a bad loss. No, They're going to play a Big 12 schedule, too. It's an opportunity. Yeah, that's an opportunity. Yeah. Otherwise, Mount St. Mary's, Cal, they give Ole Miss a two, two out of three chance to beat Cal. What are they, what's what's tomorrow night with Mount St. Mary's? Uh, 88%. Yeah. Mount St. Mary's is 257 in the Ken Palm at the moment. Uh, they're projecting a 15-point win. Cal, Troy, Southern Miss, uh, and then Bryant closing it. All those at least 67% chances outside of UCF. And then, as to be expected, they give Ole Miss a 10% chance of winning a Knoxville Open League play. That will be a task. So he's got them eight and ten. You said in the uh, league seven and eleven this morning. It's okay. fluctuating all over the place. Yeah. But again, that was like four and fourteen four days ago. Yeah, they're slowly. Oh, I mean, well, the computers are liking them too. Yeah, they still. I mean, the problem they have a little bit is that Memphis, because of how Villanova popped them, 
had fallen a little in the Ken Palm too because they had that margin of defeat from that game and how they looked in the first half there at that point. And Arkansas hasn't played as well as we thought. Michigan has three losses. It's just been a little yeah. scattered. No, they got help because Arkansas beat Duke. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a little all over the place from from that standpoint. So anyway, the league will be fine from a net standpoint. Look, it, you're probably people have asked me how many league games do they have to win. I mean, to even get considered, probably ten. You think they need ten? It's my guess. Okay. I mean, nine and nine might do it with the current net, but I don't know. Yeah. All right, continue basketball conversation in a second. First, Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Almost eight soon. They got the ginger soy coming here to Prime Shrimp. But pick up your favorites. Pick up uh, several different packs, maybe the ones you haven't tried. Again, holidays, a lot going on. It's quick protein snacks during the day. It's lunch. It's all great on salads or dinner to help you out when the kids have activities. Christmas parade tonight. Prime Shrimp could hook you up or make that easy for you. They deliver straight to your door. If you're in 10 minutes, freezer to plate, and we're going to give you 25% off. We're going to do that when you buy five pouches or more of any kind. 25% off with code RG at primeshrimp.com. Southern Traditions Farm is a 32-acre, I'm sorry, 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Sand rings, grass rings, miles of wooded trails. There's so much offered at Southern Traditions Horseback riding offerings from beginner to advanced to competing in nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great uh, venue for uh, events, corporate outings. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered. Home or business, as a GAF Master Elite Contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured. Riverland Services, Mississippi, and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town, Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town, Oxford is right next door to campus uh, featuring spacious two three four and five bedroom cottages each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort whether it's a weekend binge watch session or hosting the best game day parties you'll do it in comfort and style at college town oxford so text their vip list today become the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open 662-300-3733 i'll have a mailbag up on wednesday it's brought to you by Art Hayes of Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you. As a licensed agent with Sotheby's and a supporter of all things Ole Miss, Art Hayes can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. Seriously, call and ask Art how 612-805-5929 or email Art at Art Hayes uh, at Arthur. Dot Hayes at lakesmn.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and a wireless mesh extender for those who need the extra help. Again, 662-238-3159. Just a little note here. I saw this on social media yesterday. I would credit the person who had it, but I don't know who it was. I apologize. Uh, 
at least not a common thing for most programs. I saw Ole Miss uh, had a had former wide receivers that led their team in receiving yesterday in the NFL. Um, four different team, four NFL teams were led by an Ole Miss alum at receiver. Um, AJ from a point standpoint, DK. That happens a lot. That's not a surprise. Yeah, uh, Two uh, more. Uh, Malik. Nope. No. Uh, Packers. I'm trying to think. Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, Elijah Moore. Browns. Oh, really? And okay. Jonathan Mingo. That's, I was trying to think Mingo, okay. but I, somebody <laughs> I was thinking Packers. Well, Malik Heath plays Malik's for the Packers. With the Packers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So four different ones. Packers beat the Chiefs last night, right? That is correct. Yes. Jordan Love's played really well the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, Mingo leads uh, the Panthers in receiving yesterday, and they lost to the Buccaneers. Brown, uh, Elijah Moore leads the Browns and lost to the Rams, and then DK and AJ, yes, in their uh, in their games. So that is uh, that is correct. Back to basketball in a second, but uh, pretty busy week in some different ways. Things we don't normally talk about. We got the winter meetings on here uh, in the studio this morning. That's going on with baseball this week and then uh, army navy on saturday the one lone college football game that is in uh foxborough for the uh in boston for the first time in 124 years oh, they're wow. playing it uh in boston the mls cup is this week anybody know it was columbus and lafc in the uh the finals of that from an mls standpoint and then uh, that nba in-season tournament does uh semifinals on saturday on thursday finals on saturday for that game maybe the quarters tonight is that is that correct I have that maybe. Uh, tonight's tonight's a knockout round, so yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, whatever that whatever that looks like or doesn't look like at this point. Um, Mississippi State and Auburn with uh, pretty rough losses in men's basketball yesterday. Auburn lost to uh, Appalachian State in a uh, game where they were three of twenty seven from three and nine of nineteen from the stripe. Oof. The Tigers yesterday in a I think five point loss. Grind, you can correct me if I'm wrong there. And then uh, Mississippi State got beat sixty to fifty nine by the Southern University Jaguars yesterday. Southern ending the game on a twelve zero run to win the game by one point uh, in Starkville yesterday. Oh, not a good, not a good loss for the bullies. Ooh, yeah, that'll that'll pop you in some net down the road when that uh, when that gets there. That's they were up eleven with like three and a half to go and gave up a twelve zero run to lose by one. Wow. That stings. Yeah. Shoo. <laughs> yeah, rough there. Um, wow. Just as the Ole Miss men's game was ending on Saturday, the women lost by one, 60-59 in Hattiesburg to uh, to Southern Miss, their third loss of the season, Oklahoma, Louisville, and Southern Miss. Um, staying in state, I saw state's women lost to Chattanooga yesterday uh, also. So maybe the Ole Miss men are the best uh, basketball team in the state. We wouldn't have thought that was coming here uh, wouldn't a few weeks that, ago. Maybe that's maybe that's where we are at this point. Wouldn't have put that on the bingo card. Nope. But He's really It's good. been fun watching him straight from a sports perspective and just seeing the growth here here early. It's got to feel good for like Morrell and Brakefield who've got this last year to, sure. to look competitive and feel like they're having a season that's got some merit to it well i mean there's a decent chance they play some really meaningful games in february and march i mean are they ranked today are they gonna get ranked uh, today they'll have a shot i think they had five votes last week you yeah. got two name wins which helps you in these polls that, well, well yeah uh, the memphis win helps you a lot yeah and nc state on espn i mean that's yeah. not i that's, mean that's not nothing it's just so early oh yeah it doesn't matter yeah. i'm just curious if but yeah, no, from a pole mechanic standpoint. And having Chris Beard on your bench gives you national credibility immediately. That's what's happened. Yeah. 
so people will people will notice Rothstein, Goodman, those guys sure. mentioning it and talking about well, it. They, they know how good of a coach he is. It took Texas Tech to the national championship game, went to overtime. Yeah. Also took him to the Elite Eight. Was turning Texas into a superpower. Why 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 count him the whole well you can't do it at Ole Miss? Why not? I'm not sure this isn't a guy that could do it anywhere. And we didn't mention this, but and I know he got posterized and all the Memphis people focused on that. Cisse made a hell of a difference inside for Ole Miss. He is so good defensively. I mean, he he Yeah, I loved his answer to that question. About he said, Well, I don't know that he got dunked on. If you compete Sometimes the other guy's going to make a bucket. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes you're you're not going to win on an individual play. But he was altering stuff all yeah, in the post. A huge difference maker. I mean it. And he, it only, he only played 15 minutes. He'll yeah. start playing more now. Um, he had to shake some rust off. He had an injury earlier in the fall that he's still was working through. So I mean, he's not. When I say 100, percent he's not completely basketball ready to go. And and then that was. Hell, he didn't get eligible till Tuesday, so mm-hmm. it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get acclimated and learn play with new guys for the first time. And you can play eighty gazillion scrimmages, not the same thing, and have five million four gazillion practices, <laughs> and it's not anything like okay, we're playing in a game against another team, mm-hmm. referees, crowd, clock, the whole deal. It takes a minute to kind of figure that out. So I, I thought, I thought he was very effective in the time that he played. They don't win that game without him. You missed uh, – no, 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 that's true. He was altering a lot of stuff in there, and it lets you not – you can put Sharp at a more manageable minutes and, and not get him in some bad situations yeah. and let that help and, and do things with, with Sharp And as well. I thought Sharp played really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he really did. I mean, he, he's got a liability laterally, but it's not a lack of effort. I, I just, That's what really struck me. It was how hard they played, how smart – and it wasn't like hair on fire either. It was just – Hard. They played physical. They they were they matched Memphis's intensity. And you've also, I mean, it's, it's another beard thing that's an intangible. But you noticed it a ton late in the first half yesterday. He gets a little more mileage with the officials. Yeah, they let him get away with a little more, and they let some guys get away with. I mean, just got a level. He's there's a respect there. Yeah, and again, you can bitch about it. You can say it's not fair, but it's where it is. It is what uh, it is. Yeah, I mean, he a lot of coaches would have got teed up late in the first half yesterday or on Saturday. He got out there, even kind of bumped him a little bit, used some words. Yeah, and, and they hey, were like, "Hey, Chris, back. come on, go, go. come on." Yeah, and yeah. then they talked it out. It kind of talked it out, you know. Yeah, and credit to the officials there too. Yeah. Hey, it's an emotional game. So there's a lot of emotion in the crowd. You got two coaches that are very high profile here. Yeah. Both going to get so, going. I, really, and I thought they let a lot go. I mean, they, it was, I thought it was a very well late in the first game. half. It was only like six fouls to four or something. You went, hey, they're not. And so the game had flows. Yeah, fun. it was no a credit. To they them. weren't calling hand checks and stuff on Saturday. No credit it to was, them. They, I, I thought they called a really fair, mm-hmm. consistent game that made it fun for the kids, fun for the fun for the uh, for the fans, and I thought they handled. Both coaches really, really well. Kudos to that crew. They yeah. were very, very good. Who was that crew? Um, I don't even know. I'll tell you. I think I think it'll be here. Yes, yeah, Pat Adams, uh, Bart Lennox, and Owen Short. Okay. Pat Adams, one of the better officials in the country. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a surprise. Okay. So that was uh, that was that. 
Uh, speaking of no news, that on way our, when I blow up a when I blow up a, a fish, officiating crew later. Oh, hey, that that was really well done. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, no news on Brandon Murray. I, Not yet. I'm still skeptical. I know there's some out there that think that some um, uh, some movement, some interference that has happened outside of the NCAA might push in a direction. We'll see. If he gets eligible, it changes things. We'll talk about it when it matters. That's yeah. kind of where we are. I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, I don't either. That's about all I know. Yeah, so we'll see. More basketball tomorrow, some NFL tomorrow, a lot going on uh, there, and then uh, more leading the way toward Ole Miss and Penn State in the Peach Bowl as well. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl again in Atlanta on December 30th. Nitty Lions and Rebels. So all that and more RebelGrub.com. Plenty of portal movement today. Plenty going to be going on from a roster standpoint. So stay locked in, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.